the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, President and CEO of City Mission, Washington, Pennsylvania. And today we will be discussing a myth, uh, a topic that... um, I, I addressed maybe uh, several years ago and, and in some newspaper articles that I had written uh, but uh, about some of these myths that people have about homeless people. And uh, so I wanted to address the, this myth today, which is that all homeless people are lazy and don't want to work. And I've heard that for so many years uh, uh, that I've been doing this work. So many people have told me that, that if they would just get a job, uh, that all their problems will go away. And so, and that because they're not working, that, you know, they're in a mission or what have you, they apparently are lazy and don't want to do that. But to help me uh, explore this topic today, I've, uh, my guest today is Brad Nelson. Uh, Brad is our intake coordinator at uh, City Mission, and uh, he's, he's the boots on the ground. He sees the men and, and uh, that come in there every day. Uh, he's doing this hard, this very hard work. So, Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Dean. It's great to be here. Thank you. Um, so I've been at the Washington City Mission now since uh, last November, so around 15 or 16 months. Uh, prior to that, I spent 16 years in drug and alcohol treatment settings, uh, mostly inpatient. So uh, I've had a lot of experience, and I've been, like you said, on I call it in the trenches or the foxholes for a really long time yeah. with this thing. Yes, you have, and, and uh, obviously you're doing a great job at the city mission and uh, helping to get people and kind of assessing their needs as they're coming through and and getting them into the into the mission program. So this this whole topic about how homeless people are lazy, don't want to work, and I know that through my experience, uh, I've been doing this for 40 years. I mean, so uh, 28 years in the city of Pittsburgh and uh, and the other 12 years out here in the Washington, PA. And so I've met a lot of people, you know, and, and a lot of homeless people and issues that they that they have when they come uh, seeking help. And so that hasn't been my experience over these 40 years is that that they're, you know, uh, that they are not interested. They're, they're lazy and they don't really want to work. My experience has actually been opposite of that. And I just want to give you a quick story, Brad, and then I'm going to ask you to jump in and try to give, me, give us your point of view on this. But, I mean, this is just an example. But I had a gentleman one time. He just, you know, he's, he was a panhandler in the city of Pittsburgh. It was out there for quite a long time. Uh, the staff at the mission, myself included, we used to reach out and try to get the guy to come into the program. And uh, very resistant, didn't want to do it. Uh, but, you know, panhandling, he was sleeping under a bridge and uh, making a few dollars every day, what he was doing. So finally, at one point, he finally had enough. And, I, you know, he made the decision to come into the mission program, and he did. And But the problem was that, he would end up going back out there every day and continue to panhandle, even though he had a place to live and he had food and shelter and he had support. And it took about three months for us to 
redirect him and his efforts and, and, and getting him into our work therapy program, helping him to, you know, redirect his energies. Um, but he basically viewed what he was doing as work. He was going out every day working, uh, even though it was panhandling, but he considered it in his mind perspective as a work. Uh, so we kind of, it was, you know, maybe not legitimate work, but he, we had to redirect him. And eventually, they stabilized, uh, eventually saw, I, I guess, the the light uh, finally went on and he realized that, you know, he needed to get a job. And he did. He went out and got a job as a security guard um, and then eventually got his own place and, and, and he moved on from the mission. So and that story kind of just is one, just one story. I can probably share many, many more. But Brad, give me your take and and working at the mission people that you see coming into the program uh how is this myth debunked how do we because we 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 know it's not true but but why do we know it's not true so first of all the story's great because the guy sounds like a really hard worker to me you probably never called off a single day right because you know he didn't have very good point he had to go out and and make the money so you know i want to start off by saying the, the statement that all homeless people are lazy is just a horrible statement because it's it's stigmatizing it's stereotyping but from a scientific or a research uh, perspective, it's actually a really good question to ask because when you want to study something scientifically, you want to come up with a hypothesis and not really a hypothesis, what we call a null hypothesis. So that's a great null hypothesis. All homeless people are lazy. And the reason why that's a good uh, hypothesis is now all you have to do is find one homeless person who's not lazy and you've disproved your hypothesis. And so I know of many homeless people or former homeless people who are not lazy. So it's actually very easy to disprove this. Um, And, you know, the the other thing that I think about is, is it uh, only homeless people are lazy or are there other people who are lazy who are not homeless? So the whole thing from the beginning kind of falls apart really quickly. Um, What I want to tell you with my experience of – doing uh, assessments and intakes with men is most men really want to go to work. And uh, we have a really unique program at the Washington City Mission. Like I said, I've only been there for just a little over a year. And when I found out about the program, I was so excited to come and work in it because I really, really believe in it. And so with 16 years in drug and alcohol, here's what I've learned. And I've learned many things, but this is pertinent to this topic is – I want to remind you that 89% of our population have drug and alcohol issues. So um, people with addiction, substance abuse disorders, are usually really, really good at recovery. They can go to meetings. They can go to church. They can work steps. They can get sponsors. And they're usually really, really good at work. Many of them have felonies because of addiction, and they run their own businesses or they start their own businesses, which we know is very, very hard work. You can't call off there either. Um, So they're good at recovery, and they're good at working. Where I see it go wrong is when they begin to mix them together and they they uh, have trouble finding balance in their life. And so one of the things we do at the City Mission, our program, is we try to teach our residents balance. And so one of the things that happens, as soon as they come into my office, they're like, when can I go to work? Um, and we actually hold them back from that initially because we've learned that there's barriers to them sustaining income 
Um, so we have three phases to our program, and the second phase is life recovery. And what we like to tell people is that we want you to stabilize in life recovery before you begin working because we want it to be sustainable. So my experience is they're chomping at the bit to work. Yeah. And they and I want to just jump in down there, Brad, because there's a, you, you bring up such a great point in, in talking about that. Because I've had so many people say to me, you know, just like they say to you, when can I go to work? I, you know, I, I recall a, a gentleman that was had, you know, come into the mission program. He was, you know, had a very, you know, difficult addiction that he, had, you know, he was struggling with. And um, we had a conversation one day. I said, listen, just, you know, as you stick to the program, get to all the benefit of the program you can. You know, work will come at some point in time in the future. And you'll be able to do that. And he's there, yeah, absolutely, Dean. Well, I know more than a week went by. I see him in the hallway, and he says, you know, Dean, I got this uh, opportunity for this great job. He said, I can't pass it up. And I have to go. And I said, well, you're not ready to go. He said, yeah, I th- I, I, but I got this great job opportunity. And so he ended up leaving the mission and getting the job. And about four months later, he was back at the mission, uh, coming back into the program again, having lost a job, going back into his drug use and and one of the things I, I I've said to people I wish I really I, I wish a job was the answer to their dilemma to their problems uh, because if that was the case then we would have we would see some great success and I know you're going to share a little bit of that with uh, with our audience about the success we do see from people getting jobs. So if a job was the answer, I mean, we'd see a lot more success, but that's but that's not the case. Can you talk about that? So, yes. And so one of the things that's really important is that most of these men had jobs prior and there's some barrier to it. And the three most popular, not popular, the common barriers we see are addiction, which is a disease. Uh, the American Medical Association has been recognizing addiction as a disease for decades now. Um, mental health conditions and medical conditions. Um, unfortunately, like you said, uh, a job does not cure a mental health condition, an addiction, or a medical condition. Um, so we want them to remove the barriers and then we also um, teach them how to follow schedules and how to be accountable and so they can keep the job that they have. Yeah, I mean, in the, in, and at the city mission, we do have a thing called work therapy. Uh, so all residents, men, women uh, that come into the mission, I mean, all of them are scheduled to do work therapy because I know from my experience and in, in the field has been uh, the, the real issues in their lives really become to light in a work environment. And so you don't want to put a person in a work environment outside the mission where they don't have the support or the help to be able to, to learn and understand what they did wrong how they or how they need to manage uh, uh, negative feelings or conflict or, you know, a, a supervisor that's not, uh, you know, real supportive. And so you, you have to be able to learn how to adjust and, and, and deal with that. And at the mission, they're placed in that kind of an environment. So those issues do come to the surface and the counselors and support personnel were able to come aside of them, help them learn and understand that. Do you see that as well? 
Right. And so and that's a great point, because when those those issues do arise, because there are barriers. And so we kind of create a safety net for them. They don't lose their job. They don't lose their home. They don't they can eat because we provide, you know, those needs for him. You know, a perfect example is uh, uh, someone who I know who owns their own business, who got upside down in a mortgage and they lost their home. And if they didn't have any family, they would have been homeless. But luckily, they had family, and they could move in with their family. And they're in their own apartment now. They're they have their own business. They're a thriving person. This this unfortunate event happened, this barrier, and this was a, a financial barrier as opposed to the three we just talked about. So yeah, it's great to have a net for them, and. Because we want these things to happen. We mm-hmm. want them to occur because we can use them as teachable moments to help them improve their their outcomes. And so um, we don't do any static times at the mission. Uh, when people ask us how long our program is, I really stretch it out. And I don't know if my boss is going to like this, but I say, you know, three months to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a wide range. But uh, so we want someone to stabilize, like I said, and eat. that's not a static time when – that person and the program team, the clinical team, um, gets that. And we have measuring devices that we use that's really, really exciting. We have something called a HERS document that's really, really a great tool showing that. Um, so I want to talk about our success rate. So we want people to stay over 90 days. And here's the reason why. Um, when people stay less than 90 days we have a 46 percent success Mm. rate and so what do we mean by success and i want everyone to be careful about these numbers because we don't follow people after they leave we don't know if they took care of their doctor's appointments or stayed clean but while they're at their mission we measure them when they come in and we measure them when they leave and we measure them every 90 days and so what we're finding is people who stay 90 days or less leave the washington city mission clean and sober with a job that's sustainable, that the income is sustainable, and decent living. Mm. It might not be the Taj Mahal. It might be a little efficiency. Uh, We have all kind of connections with people who help us with housing. Um, So 46% at 90 days or less. But when you stay for longer than 90 days, that success rate starts to seven, uh, increases to 72%. So what that means is 72% of our population, homeless population, walk out of Washington City Mission with a job. So That's amazing. So they are working. Um, one of the things that happens is something called the law of large numbers, right? And so uh, I like to use M&Ms as an example. If I put five M&Ms in a bag, the chance of you pulling out a green one are really, really good. But if I put a million M&Ms in there, the chance of you pulling a green one out is really small. And that's something called the law of large numbers. And what happens is some people will know one or two homeless people and and – some people are lazy, homeless and not. Mm-hmm. And then they, they generalize that over to uh, the whole population, which is just a mental uh, shortcut we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, and that's not a bad – I don't want to like – this isn't like to say, hey, you're, you're stigmatizing someone. But the, the, one of the issues, Dean, is it's really hard to look at homelessness. Mm-hmm. And so instead of like taking a hard look at why so many people are destitute, we can just say, hey, well, they're just lazy. Yeah. And now I don't have to do anything about it. Well, I don't have to help. And, and that's not the case because we do need help. 
Absolutely. And I know that we and so I think that even though I mean we could we could probably talk for hours on this subject and help educate our, our audience, but the uh, but generally speaking, all homeless people are not lazy and they do want to work, and, and I think that you've explained it very clearly. They're coming in. They want a job. They want to get – they're already asking about working the first day they're at the mission. So so we know they do want to work. And so this myth that people have, and, and they've shared this over the years, have said it to me many times, Dean, I don't know why you waste your time. They're lazy. They don't want to work. Uh, you know, all you're doing is, is, is just housing them, which is absolutely not the truth. I have not seen that. Uh, people do – uh, get jobs and people are successful and that is why i do the work i do and i'm sure that's exactly why you do the work you do as well brad thank you dean it's really really nice to be here and thanks for having me well thank you well <clears throat> thank you for joining us in today's discussion next time we'll talk about uh people are all uh homeless people are homeless because they choose to be homeless and uh we're going to debunk that myth the next time so feel free to connect with us on facebook Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. We would love to have your comments on the topics we discuss. Until next time, God bless all of you from myself, Dean Gartland, from Brad Nelson, and the entire City Mission Hope for the Homeless team. Thank you.